Welcome to another edition of Meet the Pros podcast. This is a pregame.com production. This is your host, Marco D'Angelo. And as we continue our series where we introduce you to our pro cappers here at pregame, we're joined this week by Nick Parsons. Nick, how are you doing today? Hey, Marco, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on here. Well, we love it, and uh, this is a great opportunity for all of our cappers uh, to tell their story, how they got started in the business, and what kind of style of handicapper they are, and it lets our audience get to know our cappers, and that's the one thing we strive for here at pregame.com is we have a forums, we have blogs where our cappers interact with our customers, and nowhere else on the, the Internet can people ask cappers questions and things of that nature, and it's what sets us apart. Nick, um, how long you been in the business, and uh, where are you from? Tell us a little bit about Nick Parsons. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, well, I've been in the business, I would say, pretty close to 15 years now. Um, I live in Victoria, British Columbia, and that's in Canada on, on the West Coast. And I originally, actually, uh, got introduced into this industry uh, through uh, uh, somebody that I met. His name is Ben Burns, and I think almost everyone out there knows who Ben Burns is, of course. Ben Burns, yeah, he's one of our top cappers here at pregame. Very hard worker, very consistent. Great to have uh, Ben as part of our roster. He was definitely, you know, my mentor. I actually worked for him uh, for a couple of years. But I then branched out on my own, and I started my website, bookiekiller.com. And from there, I just uh, continued to, uh, to excel in the industry. Uh, and, and numerous uh, documented uh, top ten finishes in, in all of sports over the last few years. Um, is, so, there any, is there any one sport, Nick, that you prefer over the others? Well, I would say... NFL, for sure. NFL, college football, that's the most exciting time of year for me, as I'm sure it is for most everyone. However, you know, I love all sports, and that's, that's, a, that's a big part of how I, why I also got into this industry is because I played sports, and I watch all sports. Um, so, you know, I, uh, I enjoy almost every part of the year, but if I had to choose one, it would definitely be uh, the NFL and then college football. Well, there's no question. I'm surprised being from Canada, I was waiting to hear hockey come out of your mouth, but uh, the uh, NFL here, here in the States, uh, NFL football is absolutely the king. There is no question yeah. about that. And, uh, you know, every Sunday in, you know, fall and winter, uh, that's what everybody's looking forward to is betting the NFL. Uh, you said you played uh, sports. What sports did you play? I did. You know, I, I played a lot of basketball growing up here in Victoria, and, and a lot of the uh, listeners here would know that uh, Steve Nash, he's from Victoria, and he and I are the exact same age. And actually, so all during middle school and high school, uh, I, w- I played directly against Steve Nash and also in a night league that we were involved in. And so... He was uh, he was a man among boys, I'll, to put it bluntly. But uh, basketball would be my main sport. I also played a lot of tennis and squash. Uh, again, no hockey there from uh, our Canadian friend. Um, also, yeah, but you know what, Marco? I do, you know I of course I love hockey as well. And when I lived in Vancouver for three years, I had uh, I had season tickets to the Canucks, and so uh, just like all the other uh, Canadians up here, I. I absolutely love hockey as well 
Good to hear. Um, and that's a interesting story with Steve Nash. Uh, so could we say that you helped spin him on to his career of greatness there uh, with, with your defense or uh, just, yeah, not- absolutely. <laughs> He's dropping threes on me every, 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 every time down the court for sure. Yeah. No problem. I couldn't resist that one. Um, yeah. What style of handicapper Nick would you say yourself? I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, there's guys that just tear through statistics. Uh, there's guys that love to look at trends in past histories. And there's guys that like um, scheduled dynamics, you know, who they played, when they played, who they play next, that type of thing. Um, there's some guys that just have a feel that like to, you know, they watch all of these games and they just, you know, they, they know strengths and weaknesses, just, you know, kind of like a coach breaking down film. Yeah. What, what uh, do you... I would- I would say that I incorporate a little bit of everything. I wouldn't want to paint myself into one corner. I try to get as much information as I can before putting out the play. And I take, I look for value in a line. I would say, you know, if someone was to ask me just bluntly, just in a very short statement, what kind of handicapper are you? I would say a situational value capper. But that being said, you know, I do take ATS trends into consideration. I take uh, past performances. Like I say, I, I watch a lot of sports, and so, like you were you were intimating there, uh, you know, people get a feel for it, a quote unquote feel for it, and so I also incorporate that, the, those those uh, feelings that I that I get along with looking at the lines and trying to find the best value in in uh, in the line. Well, that, that's absolutely a great way uh, to sum it up. And, you know, more and more we find with uh, cappers, you know, a lot of the old school guys and a lot of them have gone by the wayside, you know, that relied solely on, you know, trends. Um, you know, trends are a great, you know, reference point, um, you know, because if you deep if you dig deep enough in handicapping any game, you can really find a trend that supports both sides. Um, but what, what's good is to recognize which trends and, you know, which theories are pertinent to the way the team is playing right now. Um, In the moment. Exactly. Absolutely. And, and when you talk about value, I think that in the moment is, you know, where the, the biggest advantage is on a professional uh, handicapper as opposed to, um, you know, the guys that are creating the line in Las Vegas. You know, our job is, you know, to beat those guys. And when you have that feel and you're in the moment and you know the true value of a team, or if you're talking baseball, maybe a young pitcher that, you know, the league hasn't caught up to yet, and yet in yep. Vegas is still not putting up a, a proper number on the game or a player or a player's injured and there's an overcompensation for it. It's that ability to or that feel to be able to read the value in that line and and get yourself on the right side. And it's all about long-term expectations. Um, you know that if you've got the advantage and you take advantage of it long-term, it's going to be profitable for you. Um, what um, Do you like to watch the games um, You know, during the season? Are you a guy that is glued to the TV um, watching the games, or are you a guy that likes to break down box scores afterwards? No, I'm the, I'm the type of guy who likes to watch the games, all of the games, and you know, even in the evenings, I'm watching highlights and I'm checking, uh, you know, scores and and stats and and uh, and different players, etc. 
uh, on the internet at various sites and uh, so that's definitely sort of the path that I follow. Absolutely, uh, you know, the best way to go and, you know, technology keeps, you know, evolving and it, it's a situation for us as handicappers. I mean, I've been doing this for 30 years and, you know, when I got started, you know, you didn't get to see all of the games that you get to see now. Um, you know, if, if I was in Vegas and you could see some stuff on the big satellites, I mean, um, I, I've said it in prior podcasts that, you know, I, I had the old C-band satellite on, you know, on my roof, the, you know, the big old dish and, you know, would get in as many games as I could get and pick up wild feeds and stuff. But, you yeah. know, now with, um, you know, the little dishes, direct TV and dish network and everything, you can pick up, you know, the Sunday ticket and ESPN game plans and, you know, you can pick stuff up yep. through your cable companies now you've got the ability to see so many games that you you never got to see before and i think that's huge to the handicappers of today because if you look at box one of their tools you know box scores are great but you know box scores don't tell the whole story um those numbers can always be very misleading especially in in football you know when you know big yardage is racked up in garbage time and you know teams are you know go into prevent defenses and you know if you've got you know the time in the devotion to be able to watch these games and play them back you know even after the fact it's a huge huge advantage um what is to you if you had to sum up nick parson's strength um is it your ability to you know grind out games you know um you know two three games a day or finding those big plays and i know that you have you know some signature plays um, yep. that you release uh, your bookie killer plays for one in uh, yep. your big easy plays tell us a little bit about those yeah, the, okay, so, you know, different handicappers have different ways of grading grading their plays or their packages, and most would say that their game of the years are their top plays, and while those, you know, I do release occasionally game of the year plays, and those rank right up there for me, but the way that I've decided to break down my and structure my packages, uh, my top play, and this is what has, uh, you know, I, that I have finished in, in top 10 at a, at a number of different monitors, over the years would be my quote unquote bookie killer play. And so this is the strongest play that I'll ever release. And on average, I would say, you know, during football season, I would probably release two to three per month uh, of this play. And sometimes it could be a total, you know, and, uh, and then you'd also mention my big easy play. And so that, that's more of a daily package. And, it represents uh, what I feel will be the biggest blowout on the board, and it can come in any sport. Any of these plays can come in any sport, side or total. And I always make sure that uh, I put, you know, if it is a totals play, you're going you're going to know that. But I, uh, so what I do is I look for, uh, yeah, what I feel will be the biggest blowout on the board. And so those are, I would say, those are two of my most popular packages: the bookie killer and the big easy. Absolutely. Um, to tell our you know, our listeners, uh, you know, basically what they can expect from, you know, Nick Parsons in a given, um, say, a Saturday in college football. What, uh, you know, how many plays would you normally make on a, you know, a Saturday? I would say two to three would be would be my maximum. You know, I don't I don't like to press anything and I like to just 
uh, played what I feel are the absolute strongest plays on the board. And that would be the same for Sunday, two to three on Sunday as well. Great. And then that method has really, uh, has really worked for me lately, or sorry, not lately, but for the last few years. That method has worked for me uh, the last few years. So. Most cappers that, that I talk to now, you know, we have cappers at the site that, you know, go to different extremes. I mean, we have cappers that release only one game a day, no matter how big the board is. And we have cappers that, you know, release 10 to 15 plays a day. I mean, everybody has their own style. But it seems, uh, you know, day in, day out, um, the guys that, you know, have those two to three plays, they find those best plays on the board. It, it's a very good winning, you know, formula. Um, yep. How do you feel like with, um, you know, all of the added TV games um, that we have, like in college football now, you know, yeah. no, during the be, week? I will be playing. Uh, I think that, you know, that there is great value in, in playing those games because, uh the odds makers know that the public is very interested in uh, in playing these in playing these games because you know that they are on national television, and so I will always try to also uh, find the value in those games and to release a play on those games as well. Um, that that's very interesting, and, and I agree with you. Um, when you look at some of these TV games, most people say now. I will say the Monday night football game generally has the sh- you know the sharpest number of all the games on the card because that is going to be the most bet game every week. Yeah. Uh, and in Vegas knows that. But some of these games during the week, um, I think there's great value there because the lines aren't really necessarily always set on val on true value it's set more on public perception and exactly it, and i yeah i find being on the west coast i don't know if you've ever noticed that but you know i find that a lot of uh the books uh you know they are really putting out these lines for the eastern uh for the eastern uh people it seems to me a lot of times and so i i you know i find that if, if it's the Western team that's sort of under the radar, uh, the books make a lot of mistakes a lot of times because they're trying to uh, get a lot of the Eastern uh, people's money, I would, I would think. Uh, I would agree with that uh, in absolutely the, the concept of the public perception uh, on these TV games that, you know, the Vegas knows, the bookmakers know that people are going to bet teams that they have a knowledge with and that. And sometimes you're going to pay a premium for a team playing um, a no-name, so to speak, or when you get these mid-American conference games where, you know, most people don't know anything about them and that, but they may have seen, you know, one, you know, one game played by that team earlier in the year, and then they draw a conclusion for the rest of the season based on one game that they saw them. So there's great value. Now, you brought up one other interesting point that I'll ask you, and I, and I generally like to ask this to all of our cappers. Um, you know, being from the, you know, the part of the country that you're at, is there any conference that you like to hone in on um, you know, obviously being in, you know, Canada, you're, you're, you're not in, you know, one of the, you know, living in a conference, uh, you know, we've done podcasts with, uh, you know, other guys that like live right in big 12 country and they specialize in that, um, where you're at though, is there a conference that you do like to follow and you might say is maybe a stronger suit of yours or do you just keep it wide open? I keep it wide open to tell you the truth. And again, I'm, I, I just I don't want to limit myself, and I look for the best value in the line. And so, 
because I wasn't born in the States, um, like you said, I just, I don't, I wasn't, I, I don't have any, any one particular conference. And so when I started learning college football 25 years ago, you know, I didn't have a favorite conference or a favorite team. And so I would, I, my handicapping style has developed that I'm just, I, I uh, keep it wide open and I just am looking for value. Absolutely. Um, any other uh, interesting stories or anything you'd like to tell us about your uh, handicapping career? Um, well, I could tell you a little bit about it, maybe in my personal life here, and, and it would uh, it just sort of reflects upon myself as a handicapper. Sure. Is I uh, I went recently actually I went back to school uh, to get my uh, uh, broadcasting degree as a mature student. And uh, this was in a really extremely uh, difficult course, and it was it had a lot of different things: uh, uh, radio and television broadcasting, and and uh, different elements. But it, uh, after the three years, I graduated the top of my course. Congratulations! Also, oh well, thanks a lot. And I also went on to win the top student award in Western Canada, and I probably had a, a big advantage over the other students in there because I was a lot older than them, but, you know, I, I went back and really, I went back there to help out in my handicapping career. I just, and, and ever since graduating from that course, it was a life-changing thing for me, and, and it's just completely enhanced everything I've done with handicapping from here on out after that. Well, that's great, and, uh, you know, that takes a lot for, you know, people to go back as, as you called it, a mature student, and, uh, uh, great effort there, and uh, definitely uh, we can see the dividends uh, that have uh, paid off with your winning. Uh, you know, you've had some really great winning streaks uh, with us at uh, pregame, and uh, it's been a great addition having you at the site. And and we look forward to you know all of your efforts in the future. And um, you know, again, this is just um, another way here at pregame that we like to get you know our you know potential customer base you know and an opportunity to interact with all of our you know cappers and let them you know get to introduce themselves and you know and remember you know Nick you know he's here every day you know at pregame.com with his plays and you know checking into the forums and our blogs and things you you know you can get to know all of our cappers and it's it's just a great asset um that we have and nick i want to you know thank you for joining us today and continued success with um your handicapping i know you've got a big fan base i get emails all the time uh people asking about uh nick parson packages and stuff and uh just keep uh, you know, grinding out those winners, and uh, as you said, uh, you know, it, it didn't hurt that uh, you got to uh, you know get your feet wet uh, under uh, Ben Burns. Uh, that, that's a great guy to you know to have as a role model, and uh, you know, yep. I uh, definitely say you made Ben proud, and uh, just like uh, you know Parcells and Belichick, we'll see uh, you know Belichick. Uh, Learned from uh, Parcells, and he surpassed them, that's for sure. So uh, continued success. Again, thank you for joining us today. Um, this has been a pregame.com podcast. This is our Meet the Pros series with Nick Parsons. This is your host, Marco D'Angelo. I will be back with another capper. Uh, continue to listen to the series. And as always, thank you for joining us here at pregame.com.